She's been featured in advertisements for Fisher-Price, Ritz Crackers, and Cool Whip. She's the youngest star to be signed to MCA Records and the youngest to have a TV show named after her. She's been awarded five NAACP awards. I'm Hope Carew. And I'm Paige Smith. And this is History Duff Presents Raven Simone Part 2. Welcome. <laughs> it's 2002, and I can't wait to talk about Kim Possible. Yeah, we, we got to get right into it because we're getting right into it. Well, I mean, do you have anything else to say? No, we last we left off, it was right before Kim Possible. And Let's... I have thoughts. Let me pull up okay, my yeah. notes. Okay, here's the thing about Kim Possible, and I'll give a brief <laughs> explanation for those people who I don't know want it, who want it, who, who need it, who need it. Yeah. Kim Possible is a teenage spy slash cheerleader who's just like a regular teen girl. She's in high school, but she's also hashtag saving the world. Mm. Um, She has her best friend, Ron Stoppable, and his sidekick, Rufus the Naked Mole Rat. And she lives at home with her parents, um, Gene Smart and Ricky Ullman. Wait, Ricky Ullman may not be the dad. Is he the dad? Ricky Ullman? Yeah. I think Gary Cole. Yeah, Gary Cole is, is what I meant. Ricky Ullman plays someone else. I just read the wrong name. I'm like, wait, that's messed up. Ricky Ullman was Phil. Yeah, and Phil the, the future. future. I'm like, that's quite the age gap. I think it was Gary Cole because wasn't that a yes, fact? Because what? Gary Cole plays Christy Carlson Romano's stepdad, Mm-mm. dad, Mm-mm. on Cadet Kelly. Mm-mm. Okay, you go. <laughs> Gary Cole plays Hilary Duff's stepdad in Cadet Kelly and Kim Possible's dad, right? Yes, okay. Both of which star Christy Carlson Romano. Oh my god. <laughs> this okay. podcast really is mostly conjecture. <laughs> it's been a long day. It's okay. Okay. Okay, I've got like major issues with Kim Possible because... I'm. Oh, and Raven Simone plays Kim Possible's best friend. Monique. 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 <laughs> Isn't it? Yes, it is. It is. It is. It is. <laughs> Believe you me. Um, <laughs> what was I saying? Kim Possible. Okay, yeah. Here's the whole thing. Is that Kim Possible is a famous spy. Mm-hmm. Which completely defeats the purpose of being a spy. Is she famous? I honestly yes. don't remember the show very well. What evidence yes. do you have that she was famous? It was like on the news. It was like Kim mm-hmm. Possible... Si- it was like t- teenage spy Kim Possible saved the world yet again and I'm like and then it was like she shows up somewhere and they're like Kim Possible and it's like she shouldn't be famous or she should have an alias or an alias at least and it's like so her dad is a brain sign the mom is a brain surgeon dad is a rocket scientist and so together they have a spy daughter. It's like those things equal spy. Sure. It's very like spy kids. Yeah. But those parents were spies. True. So it makes a little more sense. But it's just like she's 15 in, a, in an international famous spy. Yeah. And we don't know her like origins, do we? Do we know how she became a spy? It, they talk about it in... Oh, wait. No. Sorry. We know how <laughs> she became a cheerleader. Oh. Equally as important. <laughs> Wait, did you say cheerleader? 
Um, Wait, tell me how she becomes a cheerleader. Now I have to know. And and I'm it, it. Bonnie didn't want her to be good at it, but she was. Isn't Bonnie Kirsten Storms? Oh, is that who it is? Isn't she? Maybe. Believe you. We'll look it up later. No way to know. <laughs> But Bonnie is the mean cheerleader girl. She's the head cheerleader, and she, like, doesn't want Kim to, to win. And you see in the flashbacks from, um, not A Wrinkle in Time, A Stitch in Time, mm. it's, like, goes back to how her and Ron met when she was, like, a kid and blah, 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 and she's doing the cheerleading team and blah, 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 blah. But, yeah, it's, like, she's really good at cheerleading, therefore she's, like, really good at being a spy. I mean, or it vice does, versa. It kind of makes sense. Like, the skills are sort of transferable, I would say. But Gymnastics. It's, yeah. But she and I wrote in my notes, Kim Possible is like cheerleader Batman <laughs> because she's like wealthy and has gadgets and stuff, but she doesn't actually have any superpowers. Right. She's just a really good cheerleader. Yeah. That makes sense. That's like yeah. spy spy vibes. Something crazy. Okay. Yeah. I wrote something about the premise is very troubling to me <laughs> of being a famous teenage spy without an alias. Yeah. That is something I never would have thought about. Okay. I have a quiz for you. It's not Uh-oh. a quiz, actually. It's literally a question. It's a hypothetical question. Okay, it's, let's hear There it. is no correct answer. <laughs> so when I... Phrasing it as a quiz is actually insane. So it's like a philosophy <laughs> quiz. Yeah, it's a philosophy quiz. What's the meaning of life? There's only one right answer. Okay, I love this. What is... What's the question? Um, what's the best religion? <laughs> <laughs> what God do you believe in? Okay. The question is, who would win in a fight? A team of Shigo and Draken, mm-hmm. or like versus uh, Doctor Doofenshmirtz and Vanessa. Um, here's how I here's what I would say. I feel like Vanessa on her own could take down Shigo and Draken, but having Doctor Doofenshmirtz on her team mm-hmm. is more of a hindrance. Same. So I feel like they're pretty. They'd be pretty evenly matched. Yeah. I don't know who would win. Because I could make that same argument for Shigo. Because it's like on... But yeah. on her... So then maybe let's just do Vanessa versus Shigo. I would have to say Shigo. I would because give it to Shigo of too. the experience. <laughs> she does have a lot of experience. She's more experienced. And that brings me to another point. In a very long about way, it brings me to another point. Okay, let's hear it. I'm, I'm here for it. Shigo. Mm-hmm. What's her origin story? She's the villain. We're not supposed to know, right? It's supposed to be mysterious. Right? We're not supposed to know. Except that in the Kim... And this is... I texted you this in the middle of the night because I was like, something is insane. I just caught like a glitch and Kim Possible. I don't remember this. What'd you say? And I didn't tell you. I said I'm saving it for the pod. Oh. that. Oh, yeah. I remember. I think there's been a glitch. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. In... Th- the flashbacks Mm -hmm. there's like a a living room framed like picture wall okay and it's like kim as like kim as like a young uh cheerleader Mm -hmm. the boys as babies like it's their family pictures and kim has bright red hair as a little kid okay okay same exact like kind of like features of of as kim possible there's a picture of a girl with brown hair Mm. who's not Kim is there some sort of conspiracy that Shigo is a member of the possible family that's my that's what I'm that's what I'm putting out there I'm like is this brunette Shigo yeah did Shigo like leave the family like who is this brunette 
I've, I mean, it's in the it's it's in the TikTok. I've got, I have it. I'll I'll release the TikTok. Follow us on TikTok. Follow us on listening. TikTok if you're following us on TikTok Live right now. <laughs> oh yeah, we're also live. So if you follow us on TikTok, you can watch us record live. And vice versa, I yeah. think. It's just the, the whole experience. But it's like a full brunette girl, a completely different. I wonder if other people have noticed this and if there's some sort of theory online about it. If not, you should be the one to write it, you know? Yeah, I mean, I, I have no choice. Like, it's so insane. I was like, I literally had to record it to be like, am I catching this? Yeah. Glitch I'm in the Matrix. I'm glad you did. Glitch in the Matrix. But I'm yeah. I'm excited for the Discord on that. Uh, yeah. That on, yeah, okay. So follow us there. But yeah, what I like about Back to Raven Simone, Raven Simone's character in this franchise, because she's in the show as well as the, like, made-for-Disney-channel movies or whatever... Um, is that she's just like a really like grounding force for Kim. Like she's not a part of like Kim's like crazy world. She just enjoys being like a high schooler. And it's like, a cheerleader as well? No. No. Good for her. Good for her. Unless she is and I'm remembering wrong. You know what? She can do whatever she wants to do. No, she's just like really cool and she's like, do your own thing. And then in the movies, like the Stitch in Time movies, it's like Basically, Ron moves away to, like, Denmark or (laughs) Norway. Like, he literally, like, moves to Norway. Um, And so she's like, I need a new, like, sidekick. And Monique's like, okay. Oh, like, reluctantly. Yeah, like, reluctantly there, like, very scared. She's like, I can't do this. And then in the next, like, time, in the next, like, future in the parallel universe – it's like a badass grown up Monique who's like I had to like step up and be the sidekick and like she like rocks it and I'm like I just love it like I just love I love it that is sweet she's one of those people that would kill whatever she wants to do she'd be good at anything yeah like and and someone that you can like depend on you know she's like this is not in my wheelhouse but I'm gonna be a good friend and help out Kim Possible because I'd be your sidekick would you have me I would have you. Yeah. You kind of are my sidekick already. I kind of am. (laughs) And I am lucky to be your sidekick. Ding. (laughs) That's the end of the episode. We're friends because we're a blonde and a brunette, and there's really nothing else we have in common. Nope. That's it. Nothing else to talk about. (laughs) (laughs) Nothing else to talk about. Okay, what's next? Um, A Stitch in Time, was that a... Was that the one that was, like, multiple episodes? Like, an event on Disney yes. Channel? And it was, like, I, I'll have you know, very hard to find. Because it's, yeah. like, hidden within um, Dis- Disney+. Plus. Like, it's not... It's listed as its own movies. It's three different episodes. And the episodes aren't even labeled A Stitch in Time. The episodes are labeled The Past, The Present, The Future. Gotcha. And they're in the middle of the season. I had to do a lot of online digging for it. Yeah, that is so interesting. I Because I remember it being advertised as, like... I thought it was a movie. Yeah. Obviously it was not. It was just like a an event on Disney Channel. But yeah. But it's yeah, like... I missed it's, it. It's a good movie. It's like there's like a, a Japanese toy maker mm-hmm. who they're like huge fans of who then Draken like steals his technology and he like puts all... He like puts evil like Happy Meal toys in Bueno Nacho meals. Mm-hmm. Um is essentially the plot and the Japanese like uh CEO has a translator even though he speaks English 
like maybe are we supposed to believe in this cartoon world he's speaking Japanese but we just hear English no 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 he literally says he's like they're like he's speaking Japanese at first and then he's like oh no I just like like having he's like I just think it's funny oh they call it out it's called out he's he's like I just think it's funny I like that that's funny (laughs) but um how would you rank Ron as I know he's not a love interest because he's him and you know Monique don't have a thing but how would you rate him as a love interest for Kim Possible yeah because don't they they get together in a stitch in time yeah okay here's my thing normally I'm very opposed to the friends to lovers trope like particularly in children's media Hope has heard this rant a million times but I think it just but I also think it's a little bit ironic (laughs) well okay I'll get to to that I'll get to that normally I don't like it because it sets a bad precedent usually it's a boy who is interested in a girl and he becomes friends with her and he the whole idea think Gordo and Lizzie Mm -hmm. it's like if she would just notice me someday I'm gonna get close to her so that someday she will notice me and fall in love with me back Mm -hmm. and I just think they're going into these it's it's a bad precedent for boys who are then pursuing friendships I'm doing air quotes with girls in the hopes that someday they'll get together because they're like I'm the nice guy can't you see I'm the nice guy she doesn't want nice guys like Like, I'm just gonna like wheedle my way into her life in a very kind of like creepy exactly so I think it's just not a good I would rather see a healthy male and female friendship on TV because we really don't in like children's media and teen Mm -hmm. shows never it's so well there's there's a romance but luck like not luckily I'm I want to say like lately they not even lately Eddie is a perfect example of what I'm trying to say from That's So Raven Eddie's love interest is Chelsea yeah so it's like the two side characters are the love interest not Raven and then in Hannah Montana that's what I was gonna say Lily and um Oliver well I think that those not Miley I think those are so the second part of this going back to Ron and Kim as love interests I don't have a problem with both characters one day waking up and realizing they have feelings for each other and pursuing something Mm -hmm. it's more about this long game this long yeah it's con. the long game I think it's, it's manipulative it's it feels icky it feels manipulative so I think it's sweet because Kim Possible if I remember correctly there was like no indication that Ron and Kim were gonna get together or were interested in each other yeah. like it was very platonic and then in the movie they were kind of like well you know yeah they like really laid on thick yeah but they're like hey maybe we actually do have feelings for each other so I don't have a problem with that I think that that's different and I guess with Hannah Montana and That's So Raven we don't like see as much I don't think Eddie or Oliver were like pining after their <laughs> yeah that's true respective girlfriends in fact they kept it a secret from Miley remember they kept it a secret from Miley yeah uh she was none too thrilled <laughs> I wouldn't be either <laughs> if my, my friends are lying to me best friends were dating and didn't tell me I would feel so left out yeah, you'd be like, let me get in on that. <laughs> I'd be like, thruple? <laughs> Thruple vibes. I didn't know that we were, like, having sex with each other. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Why did no one tell me? Um, I hate not being invited to things. <laughs> so, now we're in 2003. Wait, no, I sorry. Oh, I need oh, to say. Oh, please. 
my thoughts about Ron. Oh, yes. Go I ahead. used to think he was like a cutie patootie. Mm-hmm. And now watching this through like an adult lens, I'm like, Ron Stoffable is like the epitome of weaponized incompetence. Really? Like he can't do anything right. But isn't he just kind of stupid? Or do you think it's intentional? I think it's both. It's yeah. like if if he could, he would. Mm. No, I mean, if, if he, he wanted, wanted to, to, he would. <laughs> Yes, ma'am. I'm like, you could try a little bit harder, Ron. It's hard, though. Because He's also I, not a good listener. Like, his friend is, like, signaling for help at Bueno Nacho. And literally, he's too busy pouting about Kim. Mm. to know. And his friend writes, like, evil in the ketchup packets. And Rufus is like, listen to me! Oh, he, no. And Rufus can read. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and Rufus can read. And Rufus can read. It's hard, though, because I love Will Friedle so much. Mm-hmm. And he's the voice of Ron Stoppable. Yeah, well, it's <laughs> like, it. yeah, he's a doofus, but I'm also like, grow up. Yeah. Yeah. Grow up. I mean, they are children. I don't know. I guess grow I'm, up, Ron. He's I'm, in charge of saving the world, I, though. Yeah, I know. I'm cutting Ron too much slack. <laughs> again. You know me. Once again. We're I'm letting Ron. Ron off the hook too soon. I'm a Ron girly. You're a pick-me girl for Ron. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Now we're in 2003. A Stitch in Time was in 2003. This is when Raven's music video for Superstition comes out. Yes. This is also when the first Disney Channel Circle of Stars video premieres on the Disney Channel. Are you going to reenact it for us? I mean, I could if you wanted me to. Just a bit. This was, for anybody who doesn't know... This was when the hottest stars of Disney Channel came together to sing Circle of Life. (laughs) I ate it up. What a powerful moment. Powerful moment. We're talking Hilary Duff. Oh, obviously. We're talking Christy Carlson Hermano. Mm -hmm. Raven Simone. Oh, actually, time out. I have a quiz for you. (gasps) Okay. Raven Simone was featured in two Disney Channel Circle of Stars videos. Okay. Okay. The one for Circle of Life, the first one. Then two years later, in 2005, they did another music video for A Dream is a Wish Your Heart Makes. Okay? Okay. There are three other stars who appear in both music videos. Can you name them? Yeah, wait. What are the the two music videos being Circle of Life? Circle of Life and A Dream is a Wish Your Heart Makes. Okay. Um, But let me have lots of guesses. Okay. (laughs) You can do it if you can have unlimited guesses. Is Hillary one of them? Do you want me to tell you? Like, as you guess? Yeah. No. Okay. So. Maybe rattle them off fast. Um, Orlando Brown. Yes. <laughs> yes. You got two more. Okay. Um, well, Raven Simone. Yeah, sh- yeah. Yeah. That was a given. Okay. Yeah. yeah. There's two more still. There's two more. Um, Annalise Vanderpool. Yeah. And Christy Carlson Romano. No. No. Okay. Uh. <laughs> Unlimited guesses. Unlimited guesses. Is it a boy or a girl? Girl. Okay. You think slow for someone with unlimited guesses. Uh, 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 uh. Do you want me to give you a hint? Yeah. Raven Simone's co-star in Dr. Doolittle. Kyla Pratt. Oh, Kyla, Kyla Pratt. Pratt. Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Duh, duh, duh. <laughs> stupid, stupid, stupid. I, I got to tell you, when you were quizzing me, I like was saying the answer over and over again in my head before you asked the question. And the answer in my head was not what you... What did you think I was going to ask? I thought the answer was 9-11. <laughs> 
Why? Because Hope? you know how you know how they had that like patriotic one. Yeah. Well, yeah, that was different from Disney Channel Circle of Stars, but yeah, that I was... thought that was like the other thing. Like the right. last time they all gathered was to talk about what subject. I thought you were no, setting ma'am. me up. No. I thought you were setting me up to say nine eleven. Absolutely not. No. <laughs> I'm talking about cute little songs. Well, Circle of Life is powerful. <laughs> yeah. That could be about. Um. I'll guess. No, no I don't want. <laughs> I don't know where that's going, but definitely no, we're good. Stop. Um, 2003 was a big year because it's also the year that That's a Raven started. Whoa. It's Have also you... the year I was in third grade. Yeah, that's why it was a big year. It's big for me. Um, that's so Raven, obviously starring Raven Simone, uh, was originally meant to be a show called Absolutely Psychic, and she auditioned to be a side character basically like a sidekick she was the Chelsea if you will <gasps> and they just saw her star power they saw her star power but also her resume and apparently the audience really resonated with her as mm-hmm. a character so they decided to make her the lead and rename the show That's So Raven That's So Raven it's and- so funny like how did they like come up with that they probably wrote the theme song first <laughs> <laughs> And they're like, maybe there's something in here that we can use. <laughs> <laughs> it's the future I can see was too long. Yeah. <laughs> That's so Raven. My brother always sings, That's so Hopi. <laughs> That's good. Keep that in. Yeah. People are going to want to hear that. That's, I sang it really well, too. <laughs> um, did you watch That's a Raven growing up? Constantly. Yeah. I was never not watching it. I loved her fashion. I loved Chelsea. Mm-hmm. I loved the teachers in that show, too. I read something online that it was the goal of Disney Channel was to create a family show that families could sit down and watch together that showed women being funny. That was the goal of it, was like to show that girls can be funny. They can? <laughs> this is huge news for me. Sit down and watch That's a Raven and you'll see. It's, it's true. It's so good. No, yeah. I, I've been re-watching it. So good. It's so good. I, it's, I have to say, like, she's like the Lucille Ball of our generation. And I feel like that show is just so classically funny in the, like, setups. Like, having a teen psychic who never communicates yeah. with her parents about, you know, or her, it's like, you always get it wrong. And the format allows her to play, like, so many different characters. There's a lot of physical comedy. Yes, exactly. She's, like, a physical comedian genius. As a kid, watching That's So Raven, Raven Baxter, to me, was, like, the height of glamour. Yes! I thought she was just the most glamorous woman I had ever seen. I was like, this is what I'm going to be like when I'm a teenager. I used to, like... I used to like look at the like silk headbands because mm-hmm. she like, ha- and I remember being like getting like a silk headband. Like I was always trying to do like stuff to my hair to look like her and like Lizzie McGuire. Like yeah. whatever. Like they always had accessories. She had her whole thing was like fashion. Fashion and she accessories. Had, everything was bedazzled. Yeah. yeah always with the. Or, like silky and like that, that like paisley print. Like I can still see oh. her like scarves. Like she would wear these like cool like belts with her jeans. And then she would like, you know, just like be like, and would go to school and like she had so much confidence and I love that she went to school (laughs) it's funny though they're like uh Raven Max were like middle schooler I'm like yeah right that's high school honey oh man what a 
time. It That's really high school. Those, so they're crazy. giant. Okay, all three of them are. Gr- I'm sorry. There's all three of them are grown adults. Like Chelsea. How old were they? Sixteen. I don't know, but I'm just saying, like, middle school is 11. Like, that's a big... Middle school is 11. Were they supposed to... No, Bayside High School. They were in high school. I think it's middle school. Bayside High School, because it was also Bayside and um, Saved by the Bell. It was the same set, I believe. Are you sure? I'm pretty sure. I feel like it was, like, eighth grade. Liz McGuire, for sure, was supposed to be middle school, because the Liz McGuire movie was her eighth grade graduation. Mm. So maybe you're thinking... Maybe I am thinking and that. And I don't think... I don't think they ever, like, graduated on That's a Raven, right? No, I don't know what Corey just moved to the White House. Yeah, I don't... That's the one thing about the show that I'm confused about is... What happened to the mom? Tanya. She went to law school. They covered it. They did talk about it. Yeah, no, but what happened with the actual actress? She um, has talked about it because she came back for... um, Raven's home. I got, I got her name. But then she's home. also traveling in Raven's she home. Was, she was dealing with, um, like, personal issues at the time. So she decided to step away from That's a Raven. So she was really excited. The only reason I know about this is because she was yeah. really excited to come back and do Raven's home. So in this, so in Raven, in That's a Raven, she does, she goes to law school. They write her off by, yeah, she goes to law school and she's still around for a little while, but then she moves to England. And when Raven's home picked up, picks up, she is still in England. She's been in England. Been in England. Mm-hmm. And then they have like a random cousin living with them at Raven's Home. I guess we'll get to Raven's yeah, Home Yeah, Raven's later. Home is down the line, but there's a lot to okay. go over there. Yeah. Okay. Okay, 2004. Wait, we didn't... Did we discuss Xenon? We just we discussed it very in briefly one? in episode one. But uh, well, lucky for us, we're already moving on to Z three, so yeah. we can just cover it all right now. Sorry, Z three. What's the other name for that? It's just Z three. Oh right, shoot! I wanted to say <laughs> Zequel, but she, did we skip the Zequel? No. Um, is she not in the Zequel? No. So because it's on Earth. <laughs> no. <laughs> Do you want me to tell you? Yeah. <laughs> uh, for Xenon the Zequel, which is the second in the Xenon franchise. She, uh, her, the role of Nebula was recast. It was played by Shadia Simmons. Oh. Mm-hmm. From, if anyone. I was going to say, the girl from. Do you want to guess it or do you want, do you want to sound stupid? Or... <laughs> I, I'm worried I'm going to sound stupid. No, I think you know it. Guess. No. Okay. Um, The Color of Friendship. Ah, I was wrong. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She was also, if anyone watched. Uh, as much Canadian television as I did growing up. Yeah. She was also in Strange Days at okay, Blake Holes Okay, that's what I was thinking when I couldn't remember the name of it. And then I was like, I'm not going to say. Oh. Yeah. Because I was thinking it's either Naturally Sadie or Strange Days of Blake Which Days you, I have only saw because we lived together in college. I showed it to you? Really? Yeah. <gasps> oh my gosh, I'm such a good friend. Oh, <laughs> You are. That is a show that... I've never found anybody else who watched it, and I was obsessed with it. Yeah, you showed it to me, and I'm like, what is this? Yeah, it was super Canadian. But yeah, I watched Darcy's Wildlife. Mm-hmm. Not to brag. <laughs> yeah, we all watched Darcy's Wildlife. But we've already talked about <laughs> Dr. Drew Little, so no more wildlife. What about Scout Safari? Did you watch Scout Safari? No. What about Zaboomafoo? <laughs> <laughs> yep, watch that one. <laughs> Zaboomafoo, my mom and I were like looking for something to watch the other day, and I was like, uh-oh, mom, Zaboomafoo was an option, and that used to be my like go-to. R.I.P. To who? To the lemur. Okay, I feel that <laughs> makes sense. But uh, that makes sense. It was only a few years ago. It wasn't even that long ago. I don't know how long lemurs live, but a few years ago was probably, I mean, 2016. Something but. about me is that I look like a lemur. I have a lot of pictures of me doing this next to pictures of lemurs. Oh, 
that's good. That's going to be good for the podcast, too. <laughs> Screenshot this. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Um, We did, did talk about Xenon. We did. I remember now. I We, we gave a whole synopsis about Xenon. Yeah. But yeah. why did they recast her? What was Raven doing? She was busy. She, she was, was she, just busy. I was like, she's either too busy or too expensive. Just too busy, yeah. Huh. <sighs> To be booked and busy. I know. The oh. dream. Oh, to be booked and busy. I would love to be turning down projects, you know? Yeah. Like, everyone wants me. Oh, everyone does. Sorry, I'm starring in my own TV show right now. Sorry. I'm playing every single character out of Family Reunion episode. Like, sorry. <laughs> sorry, I'm directing Raven's Home. Um, okay, wait, Z3. So what happens in Z3? Um, Z3 is a Xenon... So... Raven only appears on like a video screen. She's not in it mm. the whole time. You know the very saying? first Zoom. Yeah, she's in like a little Zoom video. I remember this. She's like, mm-hmm. but Xenon herself, Xenon Carr, is competing in a sort of games. Hunger Games. Yeah, Hunger Games. Yeah, people are dying. <laughs> no, it's. I don't remember. I should go back and rewatch it. Some kind of like Olympics, Olympic games. <laughs> In space or uh-huh. on Earth? In space. But away I, from the space station with Nebula? I believe Nebula's on Earth. Correct me if I'm wrong. I think Nebula's the one on Earth in Z3. What is she doing on Earth? I should revisit Z3. Okay, guys. <laughs> uh, check out uh, episode three of our Raven Deep Dive. When we backtrack. When we and- backtrack and talk about what actually happened in Z3. It's something about... People listening to this are yelling at their Screaming. stereos right now. Stereos? <laughs> yeah, like in their car. <laughs> Still. Stereo. Old. Well, it's not a radio because we're not broadcasting live, right? Are you Canadian? Uh-uh. I wish. It's starting to feel like you are. <laughs> Stereo is a Canadian term. <laughs> yeah. We all know it is. Um, 2004 was a big year. We're talking Z3. We're talking Cheetah Girls. And we're talking Princess Diaries 2, The Royal Engagement. Which were we talking about first? I guess Princess Diaries 2. The Royal Engagement. The Royal Engagement. So I love that. Mm-hmm. Well, first of all, I love the first movie more. I'll say that. Okay. But I do love that we have Raven in the second one at yeah. the big, the best, the sleepover scene, which is oh. so iconic. Like, I think it's every single girl, at least in our age demographics, like, fantasy to surf down a staircase with a mattress with Julie Andrews. Some girls are fair. Some are jolly and fit. <laughs> Some have a well-dressed air and a well-honed wit. This is all coming back to me right now. That's the song. I know. Okay, yeah. <laughs> My friend Mary and I did a... Shout out to Mary. Another episode we were shouting her out. Could be any Mary. We road tripped together and uh, she had that song in the playlist like eight times. Like it came on a lot. <laughs> so good. Julie Andrews performs it at the sleepover with the help of Raven. Yes. And I'm starting to think that it wasn't a road trip. It was her bachelorette party, which is it's even It's really funnier. important. Yeah. It's important to make that clarification. It's, Thank you. Yes. <laughs> with Raven, they have a performance together. Do you want to take it again? Do you want to just start over so you can say it right the first time? <laughs> I don't want you to say something wrong. <laughs> it's very important. I'm giving Paige a dirty look. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Princess Diaries 2, The Royal Engagement. I was uh, gifted this movie on dvd the same year that i got a 
portable DVD player. One of those little personal ones. I know what a portable DVD player is. Well, it could be a lot of things, Hope. I'm just trying to paint a picture. (laughs) Portable? (laughs) Drinkable? (laughs) That's potable, isn't it? Oh, damn it. (laughs) Damn it! Maybe it's my Canadian accent, which is hard to understand. Okay, wait. I want to hear about Raven's role in this movie. What about it? Who? What's her character's name? Do you remember? No, she's a princess though. There's yeah. a lot of different princesses that come together. Yeah. For Mia's wedding and her coronation. So it makes sense that my friend was actually listening to the song. Yeah, at was, her bachelorette oh, party yeah, because yeah. it was Raven's bachelorette. I mean, it was. Yeah. Um, I was just giving you a hard time because nobody <laughs> yeah. knows who Mary is or when she was playing this song, so it wasn't important to clarify. I couldn't agree less. <laughs> and now we've spent so long talking about when you listen to this song. <laughs> That's so true. <laughs> I forgot that Chris Pine is in this movie. Have you forgot? How do you forget that Chris Pine... This is... This made him. This made him? Yes, this was his on-screen, like, this was his big break. This was his... Chris Pine? I have to say, he, like, does... He didn't make it for me in the movie. Like, I didn't think he was great. He's the main love interest. He doesn't do it for me. But you can't... You But you said you forgot he was in it. I do, because It would have been different if you said, I was underwhelmed by his performance. You said he was forgot. Both. Because I was so underwhelmed that he... To me, he's any white man. Chris Pine? Christopher? All of the Chrises. Pinefer? <laughs> okay, wow. she played Princess Asana. I said that. I'm lying, I'm gaslighting you. <laughs> I can roll the, the tapes. I edit this. <laughs> Make sure you keep in all the stuff about Mary's bachelorette party, though. <laughs> all right, fine. It's time to talk about one of the most classic... <laughs> Any other descriptors? No, nope, I don't know what else to say. Iconic mm-hmm. DCOMs of all time. Say it with me. The One, two, three. The, the cheater, cheater girls. girls. You purposely made that art. No, I tried to count us in. <laughs> I did my best. And then you said girls. No, the cheater. I was waiting for you to catch up to me. I feel like you made it hard. <laughs> I really think I had a handle on it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what oh, do you think the about the cheetah girls? girls? Um, I went as a cheetah girl for Halloween as a sophomore in college. Yeah, I remember that. It was a good costume. It was a good, it was a group costume and like matching yeah. sweatsuits is good. I dressed as a cheetah once, like, <laughs> and then I told, and I wore a little like, um, mic, like a Britney mic. Cute. And I, and I had little like, um, cat ears and I was like, I'm a cheetah girl. Get oh, it? I like that. It was just cause I had like a hot outfit. Yeah. That sounds hot. That sounds, how old were you? Uh, Maybe I shouldn't say that. Like 26. Oh, oh, that is, then yeah, hot. It was supposed to be hot. Okay, yeah, hot. Yeah. Hot. It was really actually freaking hot. Um, Cheetah Girls rocks, though. I got, I'm kind of a Cheetah Girls hater. Oh, okay. This is my, like, most controversial opinion, or maybe this is my unpopular opinion, is that I don't really like Cheetah Girls. Do tell. I just don't like it. It's like a whole movie about like it's like a whole movie. No, it's like about a whole female friendship. No, it's a whole movie about best friends fighting. They fight that whole movie. Hmm. I don't like it. I think there's more to it than that. Yeah, they also sing. 
<laughs> yeah, what's not to love? So you you describe it then, because I'm also like I watched it not that much as a kid. Yeah, because the Mean Girls loved that movie. These two Mean Girls who were, by the way, like two grades younger than me. So like, why I was so scared of them is a little weird. But Alana and Bianca, if you're listening, those are literally fake names. I know and they sound scary, right? With those Alana names. and Bianca. Alana and Bianca. Um, basically. The Cheetah Girls is about a girl group. Mm-hmm. It's four friends. Uh, Dorinda, Galleria, <laughs> Aqua, and Chanel. Of course. I just remember that. I didn't have to even look that up. Um, and they are a group called the Cheetah Girls. And they sing songs. And they get a an offer from a record company. Basically, to sell out. They would have to sell out and no longer be the Cheetah Girls. They have a whole vision for them to wear these silly masks and sing songs that they didn't write. And it's sort of, they're, they, they recognize that this is a big break, but friendship and their artistry is more important in the end. Spoiler. Um, I, yeah, I should have. Um, wow. Well, if I knew that I had to um, be prepared, I would have made a written a better synopsis but what do you mean we do this this is the podcast exactly that's what I was gonna say is that this this is what this is what we do <laughs> this is what we do I can't help it if spoilers come out this is guys spoiler alert this episode is gonna have spoilers <laughs> okay what about the part with the dog though that never made sense to me and I watched it again and it made even less sense the girls the part that Hope is referring to is that the girls um get into a big fight and none of them are talking to each other uh and then Galleria's dog who Toto, plays Galleria Raven Raven Raven's dog uh Toto yes Toto accidentally gets stuck mm-hmm. in like a construction site right and all the girls show up because they find out they're they're all fighting they're all angry yeah and they're they're still mad at her they mm-hmm. only care about the dog mm-hmm. they find out that Toto is stuck and they just, well they no they go for her they go for her but then afterwards she thinks that everything's going to be okay mm-hmm. and they're like no we were here for the dog Mm-mm. yeah they leave Mm-mm. yeah they don't make up right away well then they this is when they sing the big song when they all come back together is that that construction site yeah and th- <laughs> no then they're like we're only here for the dog fuck you raven i don't think so i swear i just watched it and then okay. and then they make up after that Unless I'm thinking of a, there was another crisis with the dog. Maybe you're thinking of a different crisis. I don't think so. Okay. Because in my heart of hearts, they're mean. Okay. I'm pretty sure I'm right. I believe you. But now I'm like really, now I'm like, because I told you it doesn't make sense to me. So maybe I've really misunderstood it. I recapped it to the best of my ability. Mm -hmm. But if you think it's different, then... Well, I watched it with my roomies pretty recently, but I was playing a board game, so it's like... I don't know why you put me on the spot, then, if you were just going (laughs) to yell at me. I didn't mean to yell. (laughs) I'm doing my best here. Hey, you just yelled at me about not thinking Chris Pine had a a memorable... No, I was just that you forgot. (laughs) You forgot the main, like, number three in the movie. (laughs) (laughs) It's Anne Hathaway and Julie Andrews' Chris Pine. I... Chris Pine, I think, has more scenes than Julie Andrews. Almost certainly does. Well, probably more love scenes, at least. There are no love scenes. <laughs> it's rated PG. They wake up fully clothed 
together and it's salacious. <laughs> it's like the big scandal. Uh, yeah, okay. Also in 2004, more music videos come out. Okay. She does a song for uh, The Lion King. <gasps> Circle of Life. Grazing in the Grass. Grazing in the Grass. Good guess, though. She did already do that one. I know, that's what I was... That's <laughs> Uh, also, her album, This Is My Time, comes out in 2004. This Is My Time. Dreaming mm -hmm. New Dreams. Which is like her third or fourth album at this point. She's already... Yeah. We talked about the early stages of her music career mm -hmm. in part one. But yeah. She's set records, being the youngest person ever to be signed by MCA Records. Insane. She also, a couple of personal uh, things, graduated high school in 2004. Yeah, and this is what's so cool is that she actually went to high school like in Atlanta and had like a regular life. And I saw her, an interview of her um, on Monique's uh, talk show where she was like, she's like, do you ever have time to be a regular kid? And she's like, yeah. <laughs> Too much. She's like, I'm on the basketball team. <laughs> and she's like, that. she's so humble and so like well aware of like, all the people that make it work and she's very much like she's like I don't know how people get a big head because she's like you know there's the lighting guy and there's the gaffer and everyone and she's like and my parents and you know like our friends she's like they all make it possible and like it's not just me and she's like I have this whole team of people and Aww. she's like straight up like 13 14 years old and still able to like be that mature about it you know yeah she really she seems like she's had a good head on her shoulders all along yeah she's right? kind of like a hillary duff yeah that's kind of what we love about her where it's like a really strong personal moral compass maybe. i feel like there's got to be something to going to public school i i feel like because i feel like a lot of the stars the children who are in the industry really young mm -hmm. a lot of them that are still around and still working and seem happy and healthy went to regular school at least yeah. as much as they could yeah I don't know I haven't studied this but I feel like there's probably some correlation you would think like yeah. growing up with people your own age yeah. being around people your own age has to be huge yeah and the opposite of that is what I know from studying Kim Richards interviews in Real Housewives of Beverly Hills yeah. that she's always like I didn't go to real school she's like I grew up on a Disney set she's like I thought I was a really good horseback rider and I went horseback riding with my friend and the and I was not a good horseback rider and she's like and I realized I've been riding Disney horses my whole life oh, on the no. set of Little House on the Prairie oh so it's like sad. yeah I mean it's also like she had this like she's like I had this beautiful Disney childhood but then yeah. it wasn't real yeah so she's like I'm not as good at makeup because someone always did my makeup. You get a false sort of... Yeah, a false, like, existence where yeah. it's also, like, you're kind of the center of the universe. But with Raven, like, that never got to her head. Not that I'm saying it got to Kim Richards' head. I'm no, just saying, no, no. like, yeah, she's, like, very appreciative. And she was, like, telling stories about her little baby brother. It was so cute. Raven? Mm-hmm. What'd she say? Blaze? Yes. Blaze, her brother Blaze. Blaze, yes. She was, like... Um, saying like what he says and stuff and like quoting him aww yeah cute yeah <laughs> yeah we was love cute. brothers we love little brothers whoa you should do the whole podcast in that voice okay <laughs> I don't think I knew, knew I could do that I, d I didn't know you was could that do that was that Kermit the frog do it again okay whoa that was different it's, though yeah. <laughs> 
but that's all folks like suddenly is possessing suddenly i can i only speak in cartoon but you start doing like impeccable impressions it's stitch (laughs) that was kind of the first it was kind of stitchy it was kind of stitchy the first voice was kind of stitchy i think of i think there's been a stitch (laughs) how has no one done a parody yet i'm sure they have Let's look it up. Let's pause the podcast to look it up. This is important. <laughs> hey, guys, we're going to go off live to Google that. <laughs> She's kidding. Stay put. Comment which one of us you like more. Oh, also in 2004, Raven Simone won favorite female TV star at the Kids' Choice Awards. Yeah, honestly. I mean, who? I mean, who, that's, Sorry, who are you competing against at that point? 2004. Who else? Who else who Hillary? Against? Competing against Hillary? No. Um, uh, even Stevens, yeah, <laughs> yeah, maybe. I'm guessing <laughs> 2004. Was she also competing against like maybe other like teen because it's the kids' choice awards, but like you know, younger, teen, yeah, like, young, younger teens shows? I don't know, maybe not kids' choice awards actually. What else was on Disney Channel in 2004? Brandy and Mr. Whiskers. <laughs> what if okay, I feel like I invented this show in my head, um, because it was barely ever on the Brothers Garcia. Love the Brothers Garcia. There's like four episodes, love. right? I loved it. The Brothers Garcia was so good. It was so rare. Yeah. I don't know if it was, you know, I just didn't have the right schedule for it. I don't know if we talked about this on, we must have, but on our um, A Cinderella Story episode. Yeah. That one of Chad Michael Murray's friends was a Brother Garcia. Oh, yeah. One of the Three Musketeers. Yes. The oh. one that makes out with the bad girl. Mm-hmm. The mean girl. The mean girl. He was also in also probably talked about this on a cinderella story but he was in one episode of even stevens when uh his name was lloyd and shia labeouf calls him la lloyd oh yeah he gets locked in a hutch remember he's in like woodshop class and uh what's his name shia labeouf yeah lewis oh i thought you were saying i was like shia labeouf i said shia labeouf because for some reason i couldn't think of lewis Mm -hmm. um but lewis gets locked in a hutch and he calls him hutch boy (laughs) And then they fight. There's like a really interesting... Look it up. Even Stevens. <laughs> or you know what? Better yet, go listen to Even More Stevens on the Podco Network. <laughs> Shout out to Christy Carlson. Shout, we can't get through one episode without talking about Christy Carlson Romano. We want to be on her it. network. We want to be her best friend. We, we want... I, I'll babysit. Hey. <laughs> I'm a babysitter. That's why it's she not is. weird. Yeah. Okay. What's next? 2005. Oh, I meant what's next, like, in when Raven's life, not in just how years work. Oh, well, in 2005 is uh, So the Drama. <gasps> Kim Possible, So the Drama. Kim Possible, So the Drama. Do you remember the plot of that one? I might have already told, said it. Oh. Because now I'm trying to remember. I think I watched them all, but I maybe all the notes blended together. So the Drama was one that was, like, actually a decom. Right, yeah. yeah. There's prom in that one. Mm-hmm. Wait, so then is that the one where Kim and Ron get together? Yeah, maybe it is. Oh. Because I think this is the one where Draken like, invents or, like, sends his son to go, like, seduce Kim Possible. Seduce? Yeah. <gasps> oh, my god! And she, like, is going to take him to the dance. Yeah. She's, like, just, he's, like, winning over Kim from Ron. Well, they're not oh. together yet. So we kind of already talked about it. I bet yeah. people were yelling at their stereos then, too. They were like, that's so the drama. Guys, we said less than history, more, more than, than gossip. gossip. It's somewhere in between. Yeah. If you wanted facts, I'm sorry. 
You don't come here for those. We have some of them. We're pretty good. We're pretty good. But we don't claim to be flawless. Flawless. As Hannah Montana would say, nobody's perfect. You got to work it again and again until you get it right. And that's why we're going to be recording four Raven Simone part twos. (laughs) We're just talking about the same thing over and over again. Something in there has got to be right. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. I wish I'd said a different Hannah Montana quote. I could have said anything. I got nerve. What are other Hannah Montana? I've got the best of both worlds. (laughs) Working working out. Wait, not working out. Rocking out. As Hannah Montana would say, sweet niblets. <laughs> rocking out, take it slow. Uh, uh, wait, something. Hanging out, take it slow. Then I rock out this show. Guys, let us know if you want us to cover Miley Cyrus on the podcast at some point. That'd be a fun one. Yeah, that would make sense too because then yeah. you can rewatch LOL. <laughs> Please. And the last song. And have you seen the movie that she's in with Jeremy Piven? <laughs> so Undercover? Yeah. Yeah, I have actually. Me too. I made wow. I made the fourth grader I babysit watch it with me. You're like, no, you want to watch this. I was like, this is actually your choice. You wanted to watch this. You okay, you insist. If you insist. <laughs> I would have believed that as a four-year-old for sure. I'm like, I guess I wanted to watch this. Four-year-old, yeah, fourth grader. <laughs> oh, I thought you said four-year-old. <laughs> no, I thought we were kind of inappropriate because there's... Is it inappropriate? It's like violent. Like, she, they're on the... So undercover. She's like an yeah. undercover spy. Is it violent though? Well... For a four-year-old, like, running. Running is violent. <laughs> Four-year-olds shouldn't do that. I'm just saying it's, like, high stakes. Like, it's I got stressful. You. I got you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you're... I was a very sensitive four-year-old person, adult. Um, we've already also kind of talked about her other 2005 uh, venture, which was the second Disney Channel Circle of Stars. Mm. With uh, A Dream is a Wish Your Heart Makes. A Dream is a Wish Your Heart Makes. Featuring the Sprouse Twins. <laughs> Raviv Ullman, who was still going by Ricky. Yes. Ashley Tisdale. Yes. Was in this one. Uh, uh, Should I guess? Sh- Amy Bruckner, I think, was in it. I was going to say, like, I feel like there's some, like, are Allie and AJ Brenda in this Song? One? I think Allie is. I don't think AJ is. Whoa. I think Allie Mashako. Well, she was on that uh, on Phil of the Future. Oh, okay. I'm like, wow, sucks for AJ. Yeah. Well, AJ, I don't think was on a show. I don't think, I don't think you're eligible if you're not on a show. Mm. I made that up, but it seems like correct. Sometimes the Panabakers would show up. Love the Panabakers. Love me some Panabakers. Me that, too. We do have to cover. Danielle and Kay. Yeah, we're going to do that in our sibling oh, season. Oh, those Panabakers? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, our sibling season is going to go hard. <laughs> We'll cover the Panabakers. We'll cover... The Osmets. I thought you were going to say the Osmonds. <laughs> the Osmonds. Donnie and Marie. <laughs> They're siblings. <laughs> the Osmonds, though, dude. That would be so good. The Cusacks. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're, we'll do more like regular. Yeah, not regular. regular. <laughs> and Tamara. Duh. Oh, and Taj. And That'll be the finale. You heard it here first. <laughs> We'd have to do Dylan and Cole because then we can just yeah. do the Sweet Life movie. It's like really pretty short. <laughs> it's pretty short. I mean, I've seen most of Riverdale. Well, in, not most. It's the episodes are they, they just keep making them. In um the pandemic, do you guys remember that? No. <laughs> uh, I watched all of the decoms that I had missed, like since I stopped watching decoms, and I watched the Sweet Life movie. It's really bad, right? It was crazy. It was. Don't they get, like, kidnapped? Or, like, there's, like, super future, like, spy stuff? They're getting, like, cloned. Yeah, that's what it is. And they go to camp or something, and they're being cloned. I Yeah, it was... 
That's crazy. Oh, wait. Fascinating. I forgot to say this earlier, but Ron goes to camp, and the camp is called Camp Wanna Weep. <laughs> For sensitive boys. Wanna Weep. Oh, Camp Wanna Weep. That's funny. Wanna Weep. Um, yeah, 2005 was a big year. Uh, For me personally, what was going on with you in 2005? I was, a, I was killing it. I was at the top of my game. I was really? peaking. Yeah, I was in fifth grade. Yeah. 2005, I was literally killing it. Queen of my school. Wow. Shout out to you, Doherty Dorks Forever. Um, I was 10. No, I was 10. No, I was 10. Okay. I turned 10. You turned 11. It's very confusing because you are... You've changed. <laughs> <laughs> well, you also ended fifth, your fifth grade career and I started my fifth grade career in 2005 so mm-hmm. it is quite confusing it is quite confusing um that's all I had to say. I don't remember much about being 10 no hey that's fine that's fine I was in private school okay same playing a lot of tetherball oh a lot of tetherball tetherball girly was really into tetherball were you good any good I think I was good but I also was five seven at 10 years old so kind of just an unfair advantage it's hard to say if it was skill or height (laughs) yeah yeah I was really good at foursquare Ooh, you were a foursquare queen still am foursquare is fun it doesn't come up that often oh I'll play you right now I would love that (laughs) I don't have a bouncy ball but next time you're in possession of a bouncy ball I'll hit you up it's on well should we wrap up this episode like we're almost at an hour or should we do one more what else do we have to say? Let's get to... Oh, you know what? We started with Kim Possible. Let's get to the end of Kim Possible. Well, so the drama? No. That, that was the movie. Oh, you mean the ending of the show, Kim Possible? Yeah. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So we just cover the Kim Possible years? Yeah. I like that. It ends, and I don't really know what happens. <laughs> oh, well, we still, we skipped a bit. We've got some more to talk about. Oh, right, right, right. Right, right. Right, right. Uh, so moving on to 2006, Raven Simone was in Cheetah Girls 2. <laughs> Heard of it? Better than Cheetah Girls 1, I'll say. This is when they go to Barcelona. Much better than Cheetah Girls 1. Love it. Love Cheetah Girls 2. Um, and that would be her final Cheetah Girls film. Not to jump ahead, but... But yeah, she gets too famous. This is the last time mm-hmm. we'll talk about that in episode 3. Little teaser. And there was drama. Yes. We'll get to that in episode 3. Little teaser. We're not saying anymore. Shh. Stop teasing me. You could Google it, but we will get there. Don't Google it. Um, she was also in a movie called For One Night. I watched it. And give tell us it was everything. Good. Tell it us was good. It was about uh Raven was in high school and it was a it, 2006, I think it was supposed to be 2006 as well, but it was she was a student at a high school that still had segregated prom. Wow. And she sort of led the charge to combine their proms into one one party and so wait was the, the whole high school was segregated or just the prom just the prom was segregated and so she, that was like the final push to integrate the whole school yeah basically and people on both sides on all sides were against it you know there was like a few people who thought it was a good idea yeah um, i recommend it it was good yeah it was on freebie i think sponsored by freebie love to be sponsored by freebie or freebie. Tubi. or i tubi. think it was freebie no but we would be sponsored by either to be clear yeah, yeah of course <laughs> 
Um, but that's fun. She's kind of branching out, you know? Yeah. Like, something not Disney. Yeah. Something like with a little bit more of a, like a social message too. Yeah. Yeah. Not that, I mean, Disney, obviously every episode is like, has like a moral kind of. That's true. Like with kids shows and like big, yeah. big city greens. I was looking up and it was like the moral of this episode, which I thought was an interesting touch. I mean, I, you're talking to the queen of seventh heaven i was gonna say the queen of morality (laughs) oh yeah no i'll let you know it has a lesson speaking of Um, morals no seventh heaven was my jam and that was very heavy-handed with the lessons and the morals they were not subtle about it no they were not um she also embarks on the this is my time tour and in 2006 you're excited (laughs) um raven simone i don't know if you even knew this fact she was campaigning for a role in Dreamgirls. <gasps> she really wanted to be cast in the film adaptation of Dreamgirls. Oh my gosh. But the role ultimately went to Jennifer, Jennifer Hudson, Hudson, who won the Oscar. So, wow, she would have been great in that, but then we wouldn't been... have had Jennifer Hudson. So, yeah. Well, yeah. Because that was Jennifer Hudson's big break. Yes, certainly. And I After did. Coming in fourth or so on American Idol, but yeah. we don't. True. Her success is not attributed to Simon Cowell. No. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Um, fun fact, I went to go see Dreamgirls in theaters with former guest on this show, Brothy Gupta, for her birthday wow. in, in um, 2006. Six or seven <laughs> or so. Wow. Oh my gosh. Listen to what episode did Brothy do? Our Cinderella story episode yes. because Brothy played Cinderella in the the play where I was the fairy godmother. Second, a Cinderella story reference tonight. You know what that means. You got to go listen to it. That was, you know what that means. Someone's getting lucky. Oh <laughs> you know what God. that means. An angel's getting their wings. <laughs> um. Okay, yeah. Moving on to 2007, the end of Kim Possible. The end of Kim Possible. So from 2002 to 2007, she was doing the Monique of Kim Possible on Kim Possible. Yeah. That's so much. Yeah. It's a good gig, too. Absolutely. Like, I wonder how many episodes they... It is so... They probably cranked out mm-hmm. those episodes. And especially, I mean, Raven's role wasn't huge. Yeah, it wasn't. She could probably record multiple episodes in a day if she wanted to. Yeah, because it's a lot of stuff like, wow, that's crazy, KP. <laughs> Those impressions, again. She'd be like, KP, this is so not the drama. <laughs> so not the drama. Ron, you're crazy. Wait, am I a voice actor? I think you might be, unfortunately. Shout out to um, I Hear Voices, a podcast hosted by... Christy Carlson Romano and, and Will Friedel. Friedel. From Kim Possible. Ron and Kim. The connections. Um, and also in 2007... The end of That's So Raven. Both of her Disney Channel shows at the time ended the same year. That's well, it makes sense because they have they have them on a pretty short time formula. Yeah, Disney won't do more than five years of a show. Yeah. They think it's like time to move on. Yeah. The audience has outgrown it and the kids are too old. They also, with those shows in general, film each season like back to back to back because they don't want the kids to to grow up too much exactly yeah it's crazy it's crazy it's crazy um but i guess this is a good place to i said we could get to the end of impossible yeah but we i'm now i'm curious like what happens at the end of raven do they go to college um cory moves to the white house <laughs> that's it 
I don't remember what else happens. Did it get like a because ceremonious Ra- final episode? I don't feel like it did because if Raven's mom was in law school in England and Corey's dad is moving to the White House, like where is Raven? I don't remember. Going I to fashion school? I don't remember a big final episode of That's a Raven, but I guess. They might not have done it. They might have just kind of like swept it under the rug, kind of like. I mean, the only like big final episode I can think of was for Hannah Montana. Yeah, Hannah Montana forever. Lizzie McGuire Good, didn't get like a big final episode. No, they just ended up doing the movie. Even Stevens didn't get a big final episode. They also did a movie. Yeah, so I don't think Brothers Garcia. I mean, <laughs> for sure, no. Yeah, so I. I I'm think begging that... for a Brothers Garcia reboot. That should be a, a podcast. Get the Brothers Garcia back together. Brothers Garcia, and you know that uh, Life with Derek is like trying to get a reboot. They have one, Life with Luca. Oh, they have one. Yeah. Did Casey and Derek get married and they have a baby named Luca? Michael Cedar, also from Strange Days of Blake Holsey. Hi. (laughs) And it all comes back to Strange Days of Blake Holsey. Hi. I love those Canadian (laughs) kids. You have no idea. They're talented in Canada. They are. They make them them different up there. (laughs) Colder. Colder. (laughs) Okay, well, this is a good place for us to wrap it up. Yeah. Guys, this has been our part two <laughs> this has been the part two of our deep dive I wanted to say reboot of our deep dive into Raven um we're gonna have another episode we have a previous episode and we have a TikTok with lots of videos of young Raven and, and adult Raven and an Instagram and an Instagram pictures a lot of Hillary Duff still some pictures of Amanda Bynes mm-hmm. still content about Raven about Raven yeah, season two, we are diving into several stars. If yeah. you have input who you want to hear about, let us know. And regarding the recent news with Amanda Bynes, we wish her well and we're, you know, we're sending her all of our love and best wishes and we hope that she gets well soon. Yes, always. Always. Well, I'm Hope Carew. I'm Paige Smith. And, and this, this has been was History Duffs <laughs> presents. Raven Simone, part two. Perfect. <laughs> Literally perfect. Clean take, first We've try. Never done so well. Oh.